0: I'm Stephen Gregory Smith. And I'm Matt Connor. Gather around the campfire, everyone. It's time for The Connor and Smith Show. Were you Mr. Bill? Yeah. Tell us a story. Tonight we're going to be talking to Robert Aubrey Davis, our dear friend and collaborator of many years. We're going to be talking about uh, the spiritual world, palmistry. Um, his grandmother, a bunch of interesting stories. What's funny about this is this was a microphone test that turned into the episode. Matthew was busy with uh, in in rehearsal for something, and so it's just me interviewing him. So unfortunately, you didn't get to chat with Robert. I have no idea what you talked about. Exactly. So we're about to find out, um, and we are just. Uh, one day away from our grand finale. We're going to do a mini-sode on Sunday afternoon about the history of Halloween. And then Sunday, make sure you tune in at 7 p.m. for our version of the War of the Worlds 2021. Um, we hope you enjoy it. And a reminder to you that this is not real. It's made up. We don't want to get in trouble. But uh, we're going to take a quick break. We will be right back up. For generations, people in Fairfax, Virginia have heard tales of the Bunny Man. Now, Bunny Man Brewing offers a tasty array of high-quality microbrews with a rotation of unique flavors. Come by to have a sample, and maybe even catch a glimpse of the legendary hopper. But bring a friend, because you don't ever want to drink alone. Check our hours and see what's on tap at bunnymanbrewing.com
1: like this how does that sound hello robert how you doing
0: so now you know how to connect with us via this podcast
1: now is this actually loud enough and the audio quality good enough for what we're doing
0: absolutely i hear you loud and clear
1: all right you're a little dim to me but i don't have headsets on well i don't
0: have i don't have my microphone on this is just
1: my phone i see okay but this uh, yeah. is how you so, do it. Well, and you think about whatever the perfect topic set would be. It's up to you.
0: Well, I mean, what do you want to talk about in the occult world?
1: Well, I, you know, I'm pretty deep into all this. Like, so can, you can pretty much push a button, and there I am. So, you know. So palm, palmistry. I think you may want to go with haunting, since I have a lot of work with that.
0: Okay. I can do that.
1: I mean, I think that might interest you and your audience more, um, and uh, we can begin sort of with you know the DC history, which is a lot of uh, man, you know, the Mantic Arts There's a lot of spiritual stuff, spiritualist stuff that centered on Washington, really into from the 19th century on. So uh, I, the,
0: I have a question to ask you. Sure. Based on past um, subjects, um, are you aware of the Black Aggie?
1: The Black Aggie. Yeah. I think I'm not. Go go into some detail.
0: Uh, it's it's a uh, it was the memorial statue to um, the uh. uh... It was the uh, John Adams Memorial. Uh, This goes back to the Hay
1: Adams Hotel. Oh, you mean you mean Clover Adams is what you're thinking? Yeah, Clover Adams. Oh, that's that's grief. Of course, I know that very. I know I know grief very well. I mean, you know, I know the statue. I've been to Saint Gaudens' home. He's the great uh, sculptor. Uh, the 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 home is spectacular. It's filled with his sculpture. And at one point, you know, I, I, I only knew Gore Vidal through public broadcasting, but you know he wanted to be buried. He and his partner were both buried. Uh, his partner died much earlier, but he wanted to be buried right next to the Clover Adams statue, which he is over then that in that Rock Creek Cemetery, which we we used to go to all the time because it was on the way to Sirius XM. You know.
0: Well, we visited the grief uh, yeah. statue. Yeah. Um, also the. Um, female stranger of alexandria have you ever heard about that that i've heard that Uh uh-huh uh-huh um so i would love to talk to you about like just some of the dc-based things even if you don't know about them it's fantastic um but i i also would love to just talk to you about your uh awareness of the other world of um spirituality and um Awareness of the uh, palmistry that you do. Well,
1: I w- here's what I would say. I would say the spiritualist piece. You know, remember my great grandmother was had uh, seances here in Washington, uh, and and that was part of the fam- that part of the family history on my father's side, and then my mother's side my grandmother was one of the first uh, theosophists uh, really in texas and uh, has the complete writings of you know madame blavatsky and colonel longcott and all that kind of thing which i now currently have and that was the the importance of that is that you know madame blavatsky and that circle were the first to bring eastern texts into the western world uh so you know the the hindu texts and the uh, the chinese texts and so forth were all translated uh uh first out of russia and then to the western world uh and so i have both lines of that in in my my family the palm thing actually ties into sort of a larger issue of of uh working in this area and you know i i i you know actually worked with ghost researchers, poltergeist researchers, I mean, serious scientists who do this work. So I actually have a rather extensive history and all that, which I think people would find pretty interesting, actually. Do you know, have you
0: uh, ever worked with or known of the actor, uh, his name is Albert Ibera? Uh,
1: no, I-B-E-R-A.
0: Well, he's a Native American actor who's worked all across the country, but lives here um, in the DC area. Um, We spoke to him uh, this past week about native American lore, or I'm sorry, indigenous lore. Right. Um, And he's just been around. He's a contemporary of you in the fact that he's been in broadcasting. Uh Uh-huh. And, uh, his Native American side where he grew up basically saying like it was actually a, a a really, I I know you probably are inundated with things to listen to, but his podcast on Native American, I'm sorry, indigenous lore was that like he, he grew up in uh, a journalism society as far as his family he he went to uh he has a fascinating life story, but at any rate he talked about the fact that he just grew up with all of this lore that was here from the ancestors that were here you know so many years before the colonizers came here yeah and and that uh, the earth is the earth and and But it all ties back to palmistry or um, just uh, an awareness of a bigger earth, you know, like we're all connected in some kind of uh, ley lines or whatever that this planet has. When we look into the stars, we're really looking into our molecules as humans because the stars reflect who we are. Because we come from the stars, right? Hmm. Anyway, well, I, I I would I would be really interested in talking to you about your knowledge of just all of the bigger picture stuff that you. Anytime that I've talked to you about, like uh, beyond palmistry, um, just uh, an awareness of the bigger picture of the spiritual life or, uh, human existence. I, I, I really feel like you have a handle on that, you know? Well,
1: it's very kind of me. You know, there's, there's ways of tying together, you know, tarot, or in fact, playing cards, uh, tea leaves, um, crystal balls, palmistry, astrology, those kinds of things. Um, uh, then there's sort of, you know, sort of that there's a level there. There's a level of uh, there's there's sort of a hierarchy of uh, if you're trying to pierce this veil and trying to really uh, associate with the um, you know sort of the astral planes. This is not you know super high spirituality, but sort of the the astral existence we live in. And if you're going to fiddle with that, uh, and a lot of people do and have, you can have some rather dramatic experiences. And I, as I say, having you know, worked uh, first with Dr. Ryan and then with the Foundation for the Research of the Nature of Man and going to places that were haunted and so forth. Then having had from both my grandmothers and then in my personal life experiences where I had, have been places that were haunted and had that experience and had that physical reaction, you actually feel it in, in I mean, you actually experience it in a, in a very profound physical way when you're in a haunting but you uh, the,
0: also predicted a lot of things for, let's say, cast members of uh, Hairspray that
1: came true. You know, the, and this, the, I, the entire piece of uh, looking into a future is an extremely delicate thing. I can, I'm happy to express my understanding up to this point Having worked with countless psychics, countless people, the upside and the downside, uh, the dangers uh, to this, uh, you know, there are there, there can be positives. But the delicacy uh, of this and the ways this can go wrong and has gone wrong for individuals are, are, are frequent and profound. This, you know, the famous thing, a, a true psychic always looks like shit. Because it sucks so much out of you and one of the earliest lessons i learned was working with by far the greatest psychic i i ever knew um who literally i thought yeah i don't know where we left off uh you were dealing with one of the most venerable psychics oh no i mean I, as i say i have i have met and had readings from many scores of psychics and really have an understanding. You know, Dr. Ryan had a database of every living psychic on the planet Earth. And then later, I worked with the only person ever assigned by a United States senator to collate every psychic that existed and gather data. So I really genuinely have talked to many and know of many and have seen some unbelievable jaw-dropping things. But she had this, un, I mean, some of these people, she, she called it the seed of cancer. And she could tell you with 100% accuracy if you're ever going to get cancer. And you—and she could do it on the phone. She could do it in person. Didn't have to look at a crystal ball or hold your hand or any of that. She knew instantly whether you were going to get ill that way. Um, it was incredible. But she also was a great teacher about psychic issues and the weight the karmic weight you take on by trying to predict someone's life is enormous it is much bigger than you can imagine and when i say that literally certainly every week sometimes every day if i'm out often it's every day i will hear from a woman because it's always women because that's whose palms i read you read my palm and you said this or that happened, or this didn't happen the way you said, or whatever, and it is a very intense experience, because when you've read that many hundreds, and hundreds, and hundreds of women's hands, you forget, you literally forget what you said, and that's always better and healthier anyway. Uh, there's one guy whose palm, I, I I read one straight guy, there's very few straight guys' palm, I've read maybe two or three, but one of them I had dinner with a couple of months ago. And he said, read my palm again. I said, Holy crap, man. I read your palm in 1971. What are you talking about? You know? So he had me, uh, had me look at it again and tell him stuff, you know, it's it's just, it's kind of like, I don't know. It's an aspect of it. That's sort of like, uh, having sex on demand as opposed to when you want to, it can be very complicated. You've never read my palm. It's, boy, you know, and as I say, it's a massive thing. I'll tell you what I can always do. I can always do, here's two levels of palm reading. One, what you can read in any book, what any book that does palmistry explains, what the lines mean, what the this is and the that's mean. That you can do with no problem. It's that next level. That's what, that's the, that's the dicey bit, you see.
0: What's interesting to me, Robert, is that um we've
1: worked together as
0: professionals many times mm-hmm. We have a
1: history right yeah yeah so I think of you as a friend, amen, for example yeah
0: well, yeah, I think of you as a friend and as family um I, we've dined together, yeah um and i I'm not shortcutting those things, I think it's uh I think it's a thing I can count on two hands, the people that we've dined with hmm. versus the people that we consider friends uh-huh and I've dined with you and your wife uh several times, and wow. i I can recall them and enjoy them and uh I can tell you where we dined anyway, it's just a thing because. I think in uh, modern times (laughs) um, we don't connect like it's really difficult to physically connect, especially through COVID, but I'm talking pre COVID even pre COVID it's, it's a thing when you meet somebody for a dinner, I don't think it happens a lot. Um, in my experience, it doesn't. Maybe in yours, it does. But no, 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 no. But
1: On the other I... hand, I mean, if you, if you would like to have your palm read, uh, we, we could, I mean, I wouldn't do it, I think, for a podcast, but I'm happy to do it for you sometime. It, and it, it could be a thing. Yeah, it could be a thing. Or it could be a thing, and that's with capital T. So keep that in your mind. Well,
0: I've always wondered... Okay, so I know you
1: you mainly read the palms of women, yeah, right? Well, 99.9% of all the palm reading I've ever done is women, yes. I've always been jealous, and I've always wanted you to read my palm. I never knew that. You never said that until now.
0: Well, I believe in you, because I remember... You read Supalka's poem at one point, right? I
1: did. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, she told me about it. Bless her heart. And she never forgot
1: it. And you were dead on. Well, I, I had. I, there is that. There, that there can be that, um, and sometimes being dead on has real serious repercussions uh yeah but you
0: read carolyn cole's palm yep and everything you said turned
1: out to be true oh good old carolyn oh my god although i still hear from her she still calls me mama that's all right you know now i'm a grandma Mm -hmm.
0: well i I was always jealous i always thought oh my god robert read my palm but you know um i i think that if we're going to have this discussion on Wednesday night, um, Uh I would love to just talk to you about palmistry and about um, just uh, uh, another threshold of viewing the world from a different perspective. You have such a different perspective because you're in broadcast.
1: Well, I mean, I don't think it's because I'm in broadcast. I think it's because of my life experience, frankly. I mean, I, I, pretty sure that no one else quite has the exact types of experiences I, I've had. You remember some of the darker aspects. I think I've shared some of that with you, too.
0: Sure, and and uh, we have treasured the times we spent with you and Patty. Um, you guys are some of our biggest supporters, and mm-hmm. we love you for that. But uh, well, we deserve it, though. I, I'm also just so interested in your, um, your path with all of this and like, what, how do you, um, what's the question I want to ask? How do you, uh, you coming in, you, you view many different people, you coming into uh, encounters with many different people and it's got to be uh, because of your, uh, skills, not only as a broadcaster, but as a person that feels a certain way, uh, when they touch another person's hand, what, how, how is that? Um, and I'm, I'm sorry, this is not the podcast. It may be part of it. Be,
1: <laughs> no, no, but mean, is... Look, we could do multiples. I, you know, I, I could go on for infinity. Um, but, but I mean, but, you know, it just just to wrap around very quickly on on a recent thing, you know, the great soprano Renee Fleming, you know, um, uh, who does all the stuff that Kennedy said and the like. Uh, just interviewed her before I went up to Maine for a couple of weeks and reminded her that I read her palm. and uh, it turned out what I told her is exactly what happened to her, but she forgot the palm reading that that's a thing on the other hand the woman the woman conductor who they just named as the head conductor of uh, the Atlanta symphony i read her palm in a hotel in istanbul okay yeah and told her that the you know the life of the contralto would lead eventually to something basically what happened you know so there there are those things i i take zero that you cannot have any credit pleasure uh this is very much what the germans call it is it kite things that happen uh and when one treads into this one has to be extremely careful now i will say this remember the answer to why women over men the answer is because women want to be known they show their emotions more readily they're their story is their awareness and their emotional being, and therefore, there is a much greater tendency for women to be open to, you know, it's sort of like reading auras, you you know, the person has to be open to that experience for that to happen. Um and that's why of the men I've ever read, except for as I say two or three exceptions, uh, the very few men's poems I've ever read, they were all gay men because gay men are also more yeah yeah, you, you know what I'm saying they put they, the, 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 the willingness to lean in to the emotional aspect of existence uh, that that is you, you, if you don't have that you, there's no window in. And you know the you know the macho guy, whose poem you are asked to read because it's somebody's boyfriend – which I, early on I had some of that experience, you have this thing where it's like, you know, men, it's, it's like, who the fuck are you to, you know, read my palm? What do you know that, how can you know me? You don't know jack shit. Go fuck yourself. There's a lot of that in the male nature, which you may or may not know. And there's a lot of that that people face in theater and in everything else when they're happy to deal with asshole men. So uh, there's a lot of that out there. So that's why asshole men, I just don't deal with it all. You know, end of story. Well, I was gonna posit to you that that's not me. No, I know that. I know that. That's why I mess- I'm expressing willingness to do this. I, I never knew you wanted it. Uh, you're telling me now for the first time. So we will make a date. You know, I can come down to the you know Columbia Pike and reach damn Palm over lunch. Or
0: <laughs> no, no. Honestly, um, Robert, just and this clearly, we're at 22 minutes. Um, this is going to be content. But uh, I just want to say to you that I was always jealous when you would read other people's poems, because I was like, read mine, read mine. But I think I understand what you say about straight males or whatever. Um, Yeah. But I am of the ilk of, uh, I believe in you. I... Everything I've ever seen, first of all, ever since we first uh, hooked up together as friends or collaborators, mm-hmm. I have never kept you
1: um, out of the sphere. Right? Yeah, well, absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah, never. I that is one hundred percent true, and that's actually a mark of friendship. You know, uh, that that is one of the great examples of, of friendship. I've never. Listen, if I've ever needed you, I call you. And if you ever need to tell me something, you call me, and that's it. We Off we go.
0: Well, I think that's the lovely thing about you and I um, and Matt, uh, who is not here. Uh, I
1: know. He's rehearsing. What's he rehearsing?
0: He's rehearsing um, uh, Aesop's Fables. at okay. uh, Cauldron. Cauldron, yeah. But um, I just want to maintain... Uh, and this is just for the listeners. Robert Aubrey Davis is an icon in my mind um, that I I've been privileged to work with and i'm I'm not blowing sunshine up your ass. I'm just seriously like you're an icon of the DC DMV area that I am so proud to uh call a friend and so proud to uh say that i have dined with you and your wife it's it's it, and i'm not blowing sunshine i pass um this is for the listeners like just to understand that i have a relationship with you and uh that i flow lacy oh,
1: who God. is
0: a legend yeah man looks at you Robert Mm -hmm. as someone that she is so excited to know that she has a relationship with because of your prior experience, um, on the, uh, the, uh, what is it? The, 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 uh, early music program.
1: Yep. He's a, Huge fan, listens every week. Yeah, yeah, writes me a lot. Bless her heart.
0: Yeah, and you know what? Like, I'm so excited by that. I'm so excited that there's a response to that. I'm so excited that we are friends. Um, Robert and I, listeners, um, have been friends for many years, but like, are on air. What we did with on air the show. That's still ongoing and we'll figure out a new venue for that. Yes, Robert please. has been a part of on air for since it, its inception. And I have so much thanks to give to Robert. I mean, Robert, that show is basically a relationship. You know what
1: I mean? I I do. And also, I think, and as I I kept telling you, and I tell everybody else, I think that show is better than you think it is. I genuinely believe that it's just going to be a gem. We just have to figure out, you know, it's like the diadem and a crown. You have to get just the perfect fit and place for it. But when it's there, then everything gleams and shines. And that's where I think we're headed with this.
0: I 100% agree. And I think that you, um, I treasure you and your um, experience and your guidance on this show. Uh, My God, I can't even, between you and Don Mike and Don Maui, um, your guidance was so incredible. And I think that, oh my God, we were headed towards something and then COVID happened. But mm-hmm. I don't think COVID Life. is the end.
1: of No, it. no, no, I do not either. No, and also, I think that uh, what the show has to say, we were very focused on, well, there's a centenary coming. But really what the show is about is, yeah, yes, it is indeed about the invention of radio and the like and all that sort of thing. But there's also a huge feminist piece to this in, in the show. Absolutely. And it's also very much about youth and age and growing up and vision, and, and I think and and love and obsession. I mean, there's a lot of aspects to this this show uh, that that are out there, and I, I think that, I mean aspects and it could be on the A on the one hand there are turtle aspects the other hand this is not like the Broadway show Titanic that needs a rather larger set we could do this in a high school auditorium and someday I hope to God like our town this will be done in high school auditoriums you know absolutely and and I thank you for helping us
0: to kind of
1: uh-huh.
0: a year ago it was a year ago we were uh trying to get the the uh audio version
1: out there yep and we did it and it was heard all over the world that's always a fun thing and i i i love the idea which i think you you need to not drop of doing the little christmas special addendum i love that i think that's a very and so, you know, if, if we ever do this show in late November, like we were going to do originally, in November twenty twenty, I think adding that little piece in somewhere is kind of a charming idea. You know.
0: Also, the uh, the baseball thought. Uh, yeah. Because there was another scene that we were thinking of that was uh, actually Frank was there at the uh, stadium. Hmm. Um. And I think that's that's really uh, an attractive idea of like, I always thought, Robert, you were there with us in the trenches. Um, The show was great, but maybe there was a scene or two missing.
1: Well, I, I think, you know, remember you reordered, there was a series of reorderings that occurred um, I, and I, we sort of hit a lock, but I do think, uh, it's relatively short. I mean, I, I think if there was another 10 minutes, yeah, people would, would not suffer. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think if we covered, uh, the baseball yep. aspect of it, and then also like another
1: aspect, maybe the holidays or something, I tell you, that's that's priceless, and everybody always loves that. You know, if no, yeah. no one ever watches me saying, gee, I'm so so sorry you stuck that piece in. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and
0: at the end of the day, um, I think that, Robert, this is our podcast. We don't have to meet on Wednesday. I think this is it.
1: Well, why don't you do this? Um, let me throw out nine other topics just so you have them in your <laughs> mind for the future. Okay. <laughs> All right, let me just say that uh, great grandmother, uh, being a psychic, my grandmother remembering being there sometimes, and there would be a manifestation. And one time she was there, this is in Washington, D.C. I'm a multi generation Washingtonian. We're not talking the 1860s or 70s, to be right after the Civil War. Um, uh, my grandmother uh, remembers when she was little, um, having my my great-grandmother had this this seance and the the curtains would be drawn around the table and she was watching this and she was watching this from the closet because she was fascinated by seeing what's going on and suddenly icy hands grabbed her around her neck and around her back and she screamed and of course she was in the closet there's nobody there uh but that is actually one of the things that occurs you always see this and once you've had the experience you'll never forget it the iciness, when actually there's a manifestation, is so profound and it goes up and down your spine. Okay, that's a thread we can talk about that goes through a whole lot of experiences in my life. And I'm happy to share those, those with you. And let me just give you one exciting clue. One of the ways they learned how to measure actual hauntings, since we can't codify the idea that, oh, my God, I felt a weird presence is using a galvanometer on snakes. And snakes are profoundly sensitive to uh, hauntings. And if you go to a house that's haunted and you use a galvanometer, that thing will jump off the, the line. And we, we actually sort of tested that uh, when I was down in North Carolina with some haunted houses. That's a fun thing to follow up on, isn't it?
0: I mean, I don't even know what to do with that.
1: Well, there's a, a ton of those things. I say, and I, and all the psychics that I, I worked with, uh, and some of them, you know, some of them did past life readings that are spectacular, the very famous Sean Harry Bond. So actually lived around here for a while, but he was intergalactic at doing past life readings and. That, that's also a difficult uh, com- conversation and area to get into. And when you, as I say, the karmic responsibility piece is massive, but if you ever want to follow up on anything, including the red magic uh, that I was cursed with and the rather terrible event that happened to me, yeah. I'm happy to share that with anyone at the drop of a hat. So let me know.
0: Well, I think we're 33 minutes in, and I think that this test... Was actually the podcast, so so Ender's I think,
1: game, but sure. I, and and anybody who's listening who knows Ender's Game will know exactly what I mean. So that's a, yeah. Next time we uh, we uh, will have all the listeners xerox their hands and send it to me, and I can read the xerox. Not really, but that's a, that's people who tried that. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And I guess we're going to end here. I love you. Um, love you too, my friend. Uh, Thank you for talking to me, and I don't think we need to talk on
1: Wednesday. I think we've got it all. And then, well, um, now now your palm reading, So Let me know whenever you want that done, okay?
0: Yeah, we'll we'll do that soon. I hope. I let's. We're getting our uh, booster vaccines this week. And, oh, good work! Um, so maybe we can meet up
1: at the uh... CVS. Have you had your flu shots?
0: Um, we'll deal with that uh after we have the covid
1: (laughs) well well, you know the flu's hard upon and people are getting it it's going to be a rough season so do that i
0: i i I take this under direction of molly smith she said she had the uh covid vaccine shot Uh and the flu shot in Uh different arms and she (laughs) recommends that
1: people don't do that Right. Sacrifice one half of your body, not the whole body. I I know what that's like. Yeah. Yeah. She said, do one and then
0: do another, another week.
1: Yeah. (laughs) All right. All right, my friend. Well, I'm glad we have 34 and a half minutes here. But if you ever need more, you know, you can just push the button and out it comes. Because as William Blake said, the cistern contains the fountain overflows. So whenever you need me, I'm your fountain.
0: I love you, and love you, I, I can't wait to get together with you and your wife, and let's go back to the, um, the Irish pub.
1: Oh, I, yeah, Sammy, Sammy B. Now listen, she's currently in Maine, so if, if you need me alone, you have me for a stretch, so uh, just take, take that under advisement.
0: All right, well, we'll get together with you anytime you want. I, I would love to
1: see you. All right, my friend, and and love to you and Matt. Good luck with everything, all right? All right. Good night. All right, buddy. Bye.
0: Bye. Thank you, Robert, for the sound check that became the episode. Yeah! I mean, I wish Matt was there to talk with you and he would have asked more questions, but, you know, there's always tomorrow, right? There's always tomorrow for dreams to come true. Um, so we will uh, chat with you soon and say hey to Patty and, uh, yeah. If you want to learn more about us, please visit our website, www.connorsmithmusicals.com. That's Connor with an E-R. Find us on Facebook on Connor and Smith. That's, again, with an E-R. Find us on YouTube. We're starting more YouTube stuff. Um, we have a Connor and Smith YouTube channel, again, with an ER. Um, I got our new merchandise. We never did that fashion show, did we? No. Well, at There's any rate, always tomorrow We'll put the merch link in I just got the additional merch Which is the season finale episode t-shirt The War of the Worlds t-shirt And we have a bonus episode coming out November 5th uh, On Guy Fox Day for Bonfire Night uh, I am wearing it right now and I love it um, So please... Uh, Rate, review, subscribe to this podcast really helps us out a lot. We have enjoyed incredible numbers in the past. This past week of shows has been huge. Uh, And I know that's probably the subject matter plus the season time, but we thank you anyway. We thank you for sharing this with your friends. I was gobsmacked one morning when I woke up and found we had that amount of listeners overnight um, so thank you thank you very much we're very grateful and um, we can't wait to finish out this season with the War of the Worlds and hope you tune in and as we always say in Susan Susan too I was thinking of Susan Derry whose album is coming out soon in season two never stop questioning,
1: questioning. thanks so much bye